and welcome back to Pop Topic. I'm your host, Quinton Phillipson, and to help break down all the latest trends and news for the first week of August is Tristan. How are you doing this week? Doing good, Matt. Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, we just finished vacation, hanging out with you in person, Tristan. I got to actually see your face instead of just hear your voice for once. What a treat, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it was quite a treat. Quite a treat. Uh, how have you been since we saw each other a few days ago? Anything new with you? Not too much, man. Not too much at all. How about you? Uh, nothing really. I've had a few days off since then, so I've just been binging a bunch of Studio Ghibli films for a podcast ranking I'm doing in a few weeks. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Have you seen anything fun? I watched F9 the other day. Oh my gosh, oh really? What was your thoughts yeah. on that? Actually, it was the day you guys left. I decided to go watch F9. Um, it is, if you like the Fast and Furious movies, boy, are you in for a treat. This one is the most ridiculous and over-the-top yet. And it, it was it was fantastic. If you don't like Fast and Furious movies, you're going to hate them. Um, it, was, it was, I thought it was great, though. It was so over-the-top and ridiculous. Yeah, I don't really love the Fast and Furious films, but I still think this one seems fun. I like the kookiness of it at times, so... It looks fun. Yeah, this one was wild. Um, and while watching it, so like the movie's all action. Like, there's very, very few scenes in between, like not racing car stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought, what if they made a movie where there was nothing but racing cars? They like, just people in cars going fast. Like the entire movie, the entire 90 minute runtime, no one ever gets out of a car. Just super fast car racing, and the, the plot's just ridiculous. I, I, I think they should cut out the middle, man. I think the next one should just be people in cars and they never get out and they never go below like 80 miles an hour yeah that should just be the uh that should just be the storyline vin diesel is not able to get out of the car he has become the car no it it has to be like an actual storyline they they don't even like acknowledge the fact that they never get out of the car (laughs) so yeah i'll I'll be down for that i guess Uh, why not they might as well continue with the kookiness i i think it'd be fantastic like, in this movie, like, there'll be entire plots, like, plot points. The car scene would start, right? And the plot would completely move on to, like, a different plot point, and the car just starts moving fast, right? Like, they'll move from plot to plot point while in racing cars. And, like, another car will show up and be like, oh, no, it's this guy. And then they got to, like, chase that guy down in the cars. And then another guy shows up and they go, oh, no, we got to get away from that guy. And then they got to get away from that guy in the fast cars. So there are moments like that where, like, the, the story will change while they never get out of the cars. So they could just keep doing that and just never get out of the car. Just keep it going. So in this theoretical uh, Furious 10 film they're going to be releasing, uh, would you be fine if they went to like a local Sonic and had food while sitting in the car? They, they still have not left the car, but they have so that yeah, emotional story of them sitting I in the car. That. I thought like, obviously there's like a whole bunch of characters in the Fast and Furious franchise now, so there's like different storylines going on at once. So like, if they were to have like one really big, intense action, and it cuts... And we see like people like pulling out of like a drive-through or like a Sonic or something like that. I would totally fine for that. Okay, like, but, like, that's a lot. That like tops you gotta have like ten minutes of that tops. Like you know what I mean? Like from start to finish in the movie, no more than like ten minutes of cars park. Like it's gotta be you gotta keep going. And the final scene should be them going into a drive-in theater and they start the first Fast and Furious movie. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> It's really good for the fans because then they can finish the tenth movie and then jump into the first Fast and Furious movie, and it'll be a continuous loop. Yeah, there you go. You spend the rest of your life watching Fast and Furious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've 
was wanting to do a Fast and Furious ranking of all the films, but then that meant I would have had to rewatch them all because I don't remember any of them. Do it. And that didn't really sound like fun. Well, it's too late now. Now that the ninth one is out, I would have done it like the week before. Do it before the tenth one comes out. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they, if they announce a tenth one in the next year or so, we'll do that. That sounds good to me. I hope they stay in the part of the whole time. Yeah. Or it doesn't even have to be like a Fast and Furious movie. It could be like a new franchise. Like its own thing. But just a movie where it's just non-stop action. Like there's, there's not a single single scene that's not an action. There's explosions and fast cars and guns shooting and that kind of stuff for, for 90 minutes. And the, it doesn't need a plot. Like, you're full... If, if you say you like the Fast and Furious movies for the plot, you're full of shit. Like, no one does. No one's watching Fast and Furious because they care about... Dominic Toretto's family. All right? So just cut up the middleman and just forget the plot and just go with fast cars and people shooting. That sounds good to me. And, and also, make it like 90 minutes. So you don't need the whole two hours at that point, right? Like, like you're fooling yourself if you think Fast and Furious movies need to be full two hours. Like, come on. They can be crisp 90 minutes, fast cars, explosions, and, and that's pretty much it. That's all I really want. I agree with you. The length has always been an issue for me. Uh, any of those crappy blockbusters. If it's 90 minutes, I'd be way more inclined to watch it than they're two and a half. always two hours, though. If it's not a horror or a comedy, they're going to be two hours. Or like a kid's movie. Those yeah. Awesome Horrors, comedies, and kid's movies tend to stick around the, the somewhere between 90 to 100, maybe 110 minutes. And then, of course, action films are always two hours. And I don't know why, because it increases the budget a lot, too, when you have, like, CGI monsters or big explosions for two full hours. That's a lot of money. I mean, you can cut a lot of that out by um, just cutting out the scenes with people because I keep all the explosions and monsters. I like that stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's been a few weeks, Tristan. Uh, we haven't given our brief thoughts on the podcast release of Space Jam 2. So what was your thoughts on that? Uh, you can quickly Nick give us your thoughts. worth the F9. What? Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh man, but you're so far behind. What have you been watching? Actually, good movies rather than F9 and Space Jam 2? I watched Nobody. That was good. Yeah, good. You gotta watch the bad ones. That's what people care about. <laughs> yeah, Space that's Jam right. 2 sucks. Uh, it's, it's no good. It's. Well, okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not very good. It was. It felt super like a. Uh, like, how do I say this? Like, they kept doing things that they thought other people would like it, not because they actually thought it was a good idea. If that makes sense. Like, all the yeah. jokes were just basically references to other movies and shows, most of which kids would have never seen. Um, like I guess it's a kid's movie and people are going, it's a kid's movie, you should stop hating on it. No, absolutely not. Kids deserve better. Just because it's a kid's movie doesn't mean it deserves to be crap. All right? I hate that logic. This is a kid's show or a kid's movie. It has a right to be shitty. Absolutely not. Kids deserve better. And look at the plethora of great animated films or live-action kids' movies that are fantastic. The Studio Ghibli ones that you're watching are a great example. Yeah, that's um, true. So just because it's a kid's show doesn't get... It's not an excuse for it to be shitty. That is an awful excuse. Especially when it has this much money back behind it. If you're putting this much money into a movie, you can at least make it good. Um, it wasn't funny. All the jokes were just, Hey, remember this movie you liked? There it is on screen. That's the movie you liked. And that was the joke. Which isn't really funny. And then the plot itself was, was was pointless, too long, I didn't really care. The Looney Tunes were a complete side character. None of the Looney Tunes were, I would consider important. Even, like, Bugs Bunny was, like, you know, had a couple decent scenes, and that was really it. 
Uh, LeBron James did fine. He's not an actor, but he did fine. Um, I, don't, I don't think his performance... His performance was really bad in some scenes and actually pretty decent in other scenes. The, the plot was forgettable and, and overdone. Nothing in this movie was particularly great. And we also watched so this past week. I don't even have you heard of this one, Quentin? Teen Titans Go See Space Jam. Have you seen that one? I've I've heard uh, you were telling me about. It. I have not seen it. I well, I must not tell you because I didn't hear about hear about it until two days ago when the kids go. Let's watch Teen Titans Go See Space Jam. Like, what the hell is that? That sounds amazing. So we put it on, and it's basically just like the Teen Titans are watching Space Jam, and we just watch Space Jam with them. Um, the original, not not this one. Right. So that was better because it was just the original Space Jam with Teen Titans characters. But they cut out some of the scenes, and I wish they would have just kept the entire run of the movie. Because obviously, like, with the Teen Titan characters, they to, it's going to be longer than the original Space Jam if they watch the entirety of the Space Jam. And I'll be fine with that, because it will just be Space Jam plus, like, extra 30 minutes worth of random interludes of the Teen Titans Go characters popping in and out. But instead, they just had to cut out scenes from the movie, which I just don't like. I feel like they should have kept the entirety of the movie. Because mm. that could be, like, a different way to watch Space Jam, but now it's just, like, a way to watch a significantly worse Space Jam because parts are cut out. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was good that they didn't stretch the runtime. You said it would have been 30 extra minutes. You might as well just watch Space Jam at that point. Well, no, like I said, so I don't think, like, I feel right now you should still just watch Space Jam over that because they cut parts of the movie out. This will basically just be, like, a fun commentary track of Space Jam. They get, like, commentary, but the Teen Titans Go characters were commentating on Space Jam. Right. That's what it was kind of like. But instead, they cut out parts of Space Jam. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. How long is it with the Teen Titans Go? I think it's the same runtime. It's like a minute shorter than Space Jam. And you wanted to make it longer? Oh, you're crazy. It would have still been shorter than Space Jam 2. It would have still been shorter than Space Jam 2. The original Space Jam is only 80 minutes. Good. Yeah, it should be. It would still clock in well under two hours. Yeah, no, that's brutal. Yeah, 80 minutes is plenty for a story like yeah. that. Oh, Space Jam 2 is over two hours. So even with the Teen Titans Go, like, say 30 minutes was generous. Let's say it is 30 minutes. That's still shorter than Space Jam 2, which I think it still would be a far superior movie. I, I think that would have been good. I think that would have been, been fine. And I'm someone who likes short movies, but, like, I, I get that. And it obviously isn't, like, its own original movie. It's just, like, a... Like a fun twist on Space Jam, if you like Teen Titans Go and Space Jam, which I got it's a very niche group of people. Seeing so, you know, as Teen Titans Go came out like 30 years after Space Jam did, and it's like the children of the children who watch Space Jam in theaters are probably probably watching Teen Titans Go. But I, I think it, I thought it was fun as someone who enjoys both those properties. Uh, my younger siblings do not like it as much. They don't like Space Jam. I mean, that's on them, not me. Yeah, but they like Space Jam 2, so that's what the younger demographic wants, Tristan. Space Jam 2. Yeah, I don't get it. I think they don't understand. I think because I think when you're kids, it's like, hey, I've seen that movie. That is funny. Even though it's really not. Just when you've seen it, it doesn't make it funny. Or most of them, they, don't even, they haven't even seen it. Like, Game of Thrones, they just both know of Game of Thrones. And so that's funny to them, because they, they're like, hey, I've heard of that show. And there it is on Space Jam. <laughs> Game of Thrones is on Space Jam 2? Oh, spoilers! I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah, spoiler. Wow, yeah, that's spoiler. that's wild. Yeah, it's weird that yeah. they're having adult content in Space Jam too. No, they have Mad Max Fury Road. Spoilers alert for you know, <laughs> yeah, you're uh, spoiling every movie here, Tristan. Mad Max was for sure one of the trailers. Know that they also have the Notorious P.I.G. Uh, poor kid pig rapping. This is the Notorious B.I.G. Um, who was dead, I think, a decade before Jada was born. So like, I don't like the kids aren't going to get these jokes or these innuendos. 
Yeah, it's for kids. And the whole argument or defense of this movie is, it's a kid's movie, you shouldn't make fun of it. Then why do they have an R-rated, you know, flashbacks or what's good? You know, references to R-rated material or material that was around way before kids nowadays would even know what they are. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't very well done. And the whole movie was trying to pretend or, like, the concept of the movie was, like, poke, trying to poke fun at, like, cheap cash-grabby content while also 100% being a cheap cash-grabby content. So it, it felt really like, we know this is not good content, but we're going to make it anyways. Yeah, I think Space Jam 2 is destined to fail. There's nothing they could have done to be good because the first one's not even that great. I just think people love it out of nostalgia. So this one... I disagree. Which... I disagree. I, I completely disagree. Space Jam, the, the idea of Looney Tunes characters playing basketball in outer space with an actual basketball star is inherently a phenomenal idea. And I refuse to accept any of the else. Right? <laughs> okay. The concept there is so great. It can go so many different directions. Um, and especially if you lean more into what makes Looney Tunes great and hilarious and wacky and fun and why Looney Tunes comedy, like the original shows of Looney Tunes, I think still hold up to today, probably even better than like the Mickey Mouse stuff from the time does. If you really leaned into that and that style of comedy, the slapstick humor, the great characters, the wider, you know, the variety of the great characters and just this concept of them competing in a sport for super high stakes, but for no reason really is hilarious and fun and, and I think kids of all ages could love that. Um, but then when you mix it in with just horrendous jokes, cheap cash grabby, you know, sleep scenes and flashbacks to other movies that make no sense, and you strip away all the personality from the actual Looney Tunes and replace it with just this character is like a character from The Matrix and this character is like a character from this show. This character is kind of like a character from this show. Rather than actually having them, this is Porky the Pig and he stutters and he's weird. And, you know, you have Elmer Fudd who always trying to hunt down the rabbit and the duck and shit like that. And make it funny rather than just, here's Big Chungus. It's a meme. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not funny. That's just stupid. I get it. But, like, it's not, it's not fun. They somehow managed to make Looney Tunes playing basketball not fun. So I obviously haven't seen Space Jam 2, but I did this morning. I don't know why. I saw it was on Amazon Prime and I went, screw it. I'm going to watch this, even though it's absolutely garbage. But I had like an hour of free time. I watched the classic 2008 disaster movie. Man, I was really hoping you were both to say Looney Tunes back in action because I was wanting to watch that for a while, <laughs> but didn't think it was on any streaming service. Um, yeah. I'm really disappointed that it wasn't Looney Tunes back Yeah, in sorry. I hate to break it to you. But, uh, but that disaster movie. Disaster movie. Yeah, disaster movies very much. Hey, you know Iron Man. This is Iron Man. Hey, you know Alvin and the Chipmunks. They're in this. Is it kind of like that where it's like it's funny and good because you recognize them while servicing yeah. like no purpose yeah. to the plot? That, that's, a good, that's a good example. Like those disaster movie or epic movie or I just a couple like a month ago or so watched like date movie. That one was awful. Yeah, but the same sort of like parody satire things of other properties. Yeah, but at least in those movies, the jokes are normally awful and, like, just trying to make them sexual or stupid or whatever. Yeah. But at least they tried to make a joke off the characters, you know what I mean? They right. were, like, like, in one of them, I think it was Epic Movie, but it might have been Disaster, where a, uh, Willy Wonka used kids to make his candy. That's why everyone was so obsessed with it. Um, and, yeah, like, that, that would have been that. Epic they, Movie. They, they tried to make fun of the movies, at least. Uh, these ones, they weren't even trying to make jokes about the movies. They just put the movie on screen and slapped, like... Sylvester the cat into it and that was the joke was that Sylvester was just there in the movie 
and that that was the entirety of the joke. They didn't even like try to make a joke off, like say the the Matrix. Instead, they just put the old woman into the Matrix, and that was the joke. Anyways, yeah, I didn't really mean to get you all worked up here. I just wanted to hear if you thought the movie was good or not. Yeah, take no, I didn't <laughs> think it was very good at all. <laughs> Long story short, yeah, you didn't like it. Yeah. Like there were a couple funny moments, um, and that that that's the best I can say. About it. Yeah, out of five stars, does this a half star for you, Trust? Like maybe a one. Okay, there you go. Like at least it was a movie, you know. Like yeah. stuff happened. At least it was a movie. That that's uh, yeah. that's a one star ranking. Yeah, exactly. Like only things that don't like count as movies, like you know. Yeah. I'm thinking of anything to be like a half a star. Yeah. Well, a movie that we both watched this week uh, together with the family, and has a quite a bit of controversy uh, over the last few days, is Black Widow. Have you heard about the lawsuit that has currently taken place? It was announced I yesterday. Have. Yeah, so it is pretty crazy. Yeah, those that haven't heard yet, uh, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over them doing the hybrid day-to-day release on theaters and Disney+. Plus. And that's because in the contract, she gets like a percent of the movie theater sales, right? Yeah. But she doesn't get a percent of the, the premier access on Disney+, Plus. Yeah, because that was never written to the contract, because originally that was never part of the plan. Right. Um, yeah, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would be too. Yeah, and I will say, uh, good for Scarlett Johansson, because the first we've ever heard of this issue was yesterday, which was weeks after all the press screenings she did for Disney. Apparently, as soon as they announced the hybrid release, she's been trying to contact Disney to sort out the issue over what's going on, and they've been ignoring her. She hasn't gotten a response from Disney, and yet she hasn't gotten a response from Disney regarding that issue, but she still goes through all these press screenings and uh, you know, like you know, the, the normal stuff you would do to hype up a film uh, for the few weeks going into its release. Uh, she, she, she was a trooper. I'll tell you right now. I think if they were purposely scamming me from the contract that I had with them, uh, I don't know if I would be generous enough to be doing screenings for them. I mean, that would probably also be in our contract. It's probably right. a contract. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, she's probably intentionally doing it. So then later on, she can point to, I did my end of the contract. You're not doing yours. Yeah. I mean, they technically are. They just kind of fuck her over. Um, but no, I'm 100% on Scarlett Johansson's side here. I see a lot of a... Um, uh, what do you call them? Like people with Disney stick down their throat on on Twitter and stuff. Going, she still got paid twenty million. Sorry, we have to cut this out. We get the call. Yeah. Where were they talking about a? Uh, oh yeah, the people with a uh, Disney stick down the throat. <laughs> a lot of people saying, claiming how like she got paid twenty million dollars, so she just shut up. She already made twenty million dollars off the movie, but absolutely not. You know what I mean? Just because she got paid a good amount of money for this movie. Um, because they agreed to pay her that much, and they agreed to pay her more, and then they snaked her on the money. Screw it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you got paid a million dollars or $20 million for this, or $500,000 for this movie. If they owe you more money, you should be entitled to it. And if they purposely, or not purposely, but they do something that most definitely makes you lose money off the movie, that's not right. You know what I mean? They, they, they promised you to pay a percent of the theater sales, then they went around it and said, screw theater sales, and put on Disney+. Plus. And they lost, and they've been bragging about how much pay-per-view sales it was doing on Disney Plus, and how great it was doing on Disney Plus. And she doesn't get a single cent of that because of reasons. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree. 
And uh, it also came to light the next morning, which would have been uh, the morning we're recording this podcast, that Kevin Feige has also uh, come out to say that he was with ScarJo here, and he was also trying to contact Disney to tell them that they should do right by her over what was going on when they announced it. And they've been ignoring him as well. So apparently they're uh, kind of ignoring Feige and ScarJo here. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And... I'm already drawing a blank on her name. Uh, the the lead girl, uh, Emma Stone. <laughs> uh, Emma Stone this morning has also said that she is currently uh, looking into also suing them over the same thing that happened with Cruella, apparently. Yeah, the same thing probably yeah. would have happened. No, the same thing would have happened. I'm curious if uh, Dwayne and Emily Blunt have the same issue with Jungle Cruise that just came out this week. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> they probably, yeah, probably. Um, and this was the same issue that happened with HBO Max over a year ago, or well, not over a year, but you know, quite a while ago uh, yeah. in December. Uh, the same like issue happened. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it really feels like a year. It's been only half a year, really. But yeah, same thing happened with them. We were all praising Disney for playing it smart, but I don't know why they're making the same mistake now. It's weird. Yeah, I think you learn from it. Yeah, everybody's shaming HBO Max and Warner Brothers for such a horrible business move. And then Disney goes, oh, we'll just do the same thing. Uh, you know, why not? Yeah, I think what they tell you is give them percent of the pay-per-view back. You know I mean? That, that's, that's what it comes down to. Right, or uh, what HBO Max and Warner Brothers did with Wonder Woman 84 is they went to the director and they went to... The actress that plays Wonder Woman is a Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Yeah, uh, they went to both of them and they said, "Okay, let's sit down." Hypothetically, in a non-pandemic world, Wonder Woman '84 probably would have made a million dollars. So we'll give you the percentage that you would have made in the theaters if it equaled a million. Like we'll just make a rough a guess billion. on how much it was. Or yeah, yeah, sorry, a billion. So they gave them the percentage of what it would have been if it made a billion. Because they were like, well, hypothetically, it probably would have made roughly that, give or take a bit. So that's the amount we'll give you percentage-wise. Yeah, they could have just done that with ScarJo. I feel like ScarJo's been with them for so many years. Uh, even yeah. They could have just said a billion, even though definitely would have made more. Uh, that would have definitely at least made her feel a lot better, I think. Yeah, exactly. I, that sounds fair to me. You know, anything like that. There's so many different solutions they could have done. Uh, and so they just decided to screw her. Yeah. So that was revealed yesterday uh, during the daytime. ScarJo going into uh, suing Disney here. But we had a Disney spokesperson come out this morning in response to it. Have you seen their response? You, you briefly mentioned what you were talking about, the, the Twitter fans with uh, Disney's dick in their mouth. You kind of mentioned it casually. Oh, but, they claim that they already paid their $20 million and that's enough? Uh, well, yeah, so the spokesperson uh, came out and said verbatim, this is what they said here, there's no merit whatsoever in this filing, which is probably really fair. I think me and you could both agree they probably double-checked the loophole before they did it, so I'm sure they're right. There probably is they, no they merit here. They the contract, as far as I, like, uh, from my understanding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm sure they're right. I'm sure, like, obviously it doesn't mention we're not going to put it on streaming. I'm sure that wasn't mentioned in the contract, so I'm sure they're fine. They're right. There's probably no merit here. So the first line is fine. But then they said this. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in this callous re- in the callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global events of the COVID-19 pandemic. So they have then said, 
how dare she attack us during COVID? Like, does she not care about how horrible this global effect is on all of us? Like, I don't know what the contract has to do with, like, they're saying, how dare, like, does she not realize how, like, horrible COVID is for all of us? We're all suffering. Yeah, it's weird that they are saying that she's, like, disregarding a pandemic. I'm pretty sure that's not what ScarJo is doing. Yeah, I don't think she has any real, you know, I'm sure she has less of an opinion on movies going straight to Disney+. Plus than Quentin even does. I'm sure she doesn't give a shit. All she cares about is how she was owed a lot more money than she's being given. Like, if you want to put on Disney+, Plus, once again, I don't think she has a problem with that. Yeah. I think she has an issue. Then either you do what Warner Brothers did with Gal Gadot and yeah. the one who directed the movie, I can't remember her name, uh, and just say, we will assume it made, say, a billion dollars, uh, so we'll just pay you your percent as if it did, or you give her a, a percent of the pay-per-view buys. Either or. Either one of those solutions I think would have worked. Not just go, well, it sucks to suck. Your contract only said theaters. This wasn't on theaters. It was on our own proprietary service that you have no control over. So it's like, well, well fuck. Now I'm just screwed. Now, now I just lost all of the money for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ScarJo is not Yeah, Scarjo's not giving a middle finger to the pandemic and going, fuck the pandemic. I don't give a fuck about that. I just want money. She just wants to kind of be yeah. rightened for what just happened. So, yeah, exactly. And it's not like winning a... Uh, Danny Villeneuve and Christopher Nolan got mad at Warner Brothers for putting movies on a streaming service because these are theater, you know, theater movies are supposed to be seen in a theater the way the movie's supposed to be seen. Uh, it's not like that where she goes, no, this can't be on a streaming service. This movie has to be seen in a theater. She's like, put it on a streaming service. I don't care. <laughs> but don't screw me out of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, Millions of dollars, really. The pandemic came. That's not my fault. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm owed money. Right. Uh, even looking at... That comparison with uh, Villeneuve and Nolan, the two of them just immediately jumped on that release the morning after the Warner Brother incident and just started slamming them. ScarJo apparently has been trying to contact Disney for months. Like, what? Like, how am I going to get compensated for this? And they've just been ignoring her. She's tried to do this professionally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The poor girl just wants an answer. Yeah, they just had to reach out to her, maybe tell her, okay, well, we'll get, we'll figure out like a new scenario, like anything. Yeah, it sounded like they were kind of just ignoring her. But then they came out uh, and said the line that you were saying the Twitter people were referencing, saying that um, Disney has fully complied with her contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn extra compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. And that's the line that the Twitter has been referencing, the $20 million. They threw out her the, the money that she was contracted to make. Normally, they're not supposed to include, like disclose that, and they just blatantly threw out how much she is making, so we all know, wow, she's already making $20 million. Why is she complaining about making losing out on more money? She's already made so much money. Like, they literally revealed how much money she's making from this contract. They're not yeah. revealing how much money they're making. Like, they're literally exposing her profit. How much she's made isn't, isn't relevant here, right? Exactly. It doesn't matter how much money she's making. Yeah, it's how much she's owed, she's yeah. Month, right? Like, whatever job you're doing, you're probably pretty pissed if, if you don't get, you know, whatever bonus you're supposed to get at the end of the year, you know, or whatever you're doing. And exactly. With whole part of your paycheck, you're going to be mad no matter how much you're making. Exactly, exactly. If they withhold some of your money and they go, oh, well, 
you already made 20 grand uh, this year uh, or for the last few months. Uh, you, what are you upset about? Well, you're literally withholding more of my profit. Like, that's the issue. The issue isn't the fact that she's only making 20 million. The issue is that she was told that she was going to be having this chance to make more, and now she's not. So, yeah, yeah that, that's the issue. She's more money, and then they give it to her. And that's, that, that's what's not right about it. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, that, that's the issue. All right, Disney, Mickey Mouse isn't going home hungry. <laughs> yeah, Disney's fine. Billion dollar company. No, exactly. Yeah, Disney's fine. They are not suffering at the least. Due to that response from the Disney executive, they then had ScarJo's lawyer or somebody that is uh, an attorney with her part of the lawsuit. And they are now coming out saying that Disney is attacking her character by kind of bringing in COVID and saying that she's trying to, like, disregard the pandemic. And also by revealing the amount of money she was making off this film, which was disclosed information. So now they're kind of implying that they have more information to benefit their lawsuit against this. I I, I don't think it's going to go that far. ScarJo is a very professional just by the way she's been handling this. I'm sure she just wants to be compensated by some way. I'm sure they'll figure it out with the mouse house. Uh, I'm sure this will be blown over in a few weeks uh, or even like by the end of this week. But yeah, uh, pretty interesting because normally the MCU and Disney as a whole plays it very smart. I never see them make the mistakes that Warner Brother made in December. But uh, yeah, definitely a weird move. Yeah, this does feel like a, a pretty big stumble for Disney. You know, yeah. they try really hard to protect their, you know, their public representation, their PR, and make sure everyone likes them and they're looking good. So this is a pretty big, a pretty big fuck up for what seems like honestly a probably like a little amount of money for how much, how much bad PR this is making for them. I agree. Yeah, I think it would have been as simple as do exactly what they did with Gal Gadot and say, let's pretend this was a billion dollar film. Here is what you would have made for that to compensate it, or like you said, uh, give her a percentage of the profit from. Disney Plus's premier access. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, really weird that this happened with Disney. I normally don't see that with them. But uh, another bit of interesting news. Uh, it seems to be all about streaming services here, uh, but we still have quite a few interesting stories. The first one is, once again, all about the big service Netflix. Have you heard about their desire to get Christopher Nolan? No, I haven't. Yeah, so uh, one of the executives of the film side of things for Netflix, uh, he's actually had a few things to say this week. We'll discuss another one in a little bit. But the first one being that it is his goal uh, by the end of 2021 or 2022, as soon as he can, he wants to get Christopher Nolan to have his next film be for Netflix, no matter what the cost. He said they will do anything they can Whatever Christopher Nolan wants, they will jump over hoops of fire, do a little dance for him. Whatever he wants, they want his next film. I think the one big thing I think Nolan's going to want from Netflix, though, in order for this to happen, is for there to be a theatrical yeah. exhibition window before it goes on Netflix. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be very happy to have him put a trailer on a streaming service. No, I agree. Um, but I think Netflix is going to be willing to do that. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Especially because he said, we will do anything. I am sure... When he is saying that line, he's kind of wink, winking at Nolan and saying, we will give you the theatrical window. Yeah, they'll give it. I, I really do think in, like, after we get out of the pandemic, uh, we're going to start seeing Netflix really push into theatrical 
um, movies into you know theaters. I think like Knives Out two and three I think will be in theaters before they come onto the streaming service. And some of the other big ones, particularly like Oscar pushes, since they have to close in theaters anyways. I think they might do more wide release with those kind of films before they go on to the streaming service. And really make it more like an actual movie studio and have Netflix be their version of like Disney Plus or HBO Max, where like that's where all their movies, you know, after their theaters go. Um, plus of course all the original shows and all that they put on too. I think we're gonna see a lot more Netflix movies in theaters. I don't think it's gonna be a weird thing to see anymore after the pandemic's completely done. Yeah, no, that'd be very interesting. And I think they see the opportunity. They've given it a few months since Nolan's big breakout with Warner Brothers. And yeah, I think he's kind of fair game. We already discussed that he would probably want to work with someone new. Uh, and I yeah. I think when we discussed it, we said Netflix is probably not going to bother because he's only going to look for a theatrical release. Uh, he's not going to look for a streaming service. But uh, uh, this was actually uh, released a few days ago, so it was before this whole Black Widow scandal. It really feels like this would have been released the morning after, because it sounds like Disney Plus is now... Like, I'm sure Nolan's not going to be stoked to hear that they screwed another uh, creator, uh, another creator or actor and actress out of money due to the theatrical release. I'm sure he's not thrilled about the Disney Plus premiere access that they did. So, uh, yeah, it looks like a few companies are probably not Nolan's favorite right now. And Netflix, you know, uh, you can say all you want about their crappy movies or their streaming service, but they are pretty good at getting these big directors. So I wouldn't be too surprised if they somehow get them. I think what they're doing is just picking up every director that Warner Brother pisses off and just picking up will come to us. Like, he has Zack Snyder and now Nolan. Danny Villeneuve is going to be making the next movie for him, I swear. Yeah, and ScarJo will appear in it. ScarJo's gonna pop up in some of these movies now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, do, I don't think it's a coincidence that ScarJo is willing to call them out and sue them because she's definitely not gonna be in the MCU that often anymore. I do think, like, she would have yeah. been less inclined to actually outright sue them uh, if she was, you know, set up to be in a b- bunch more films with them. Yeah, if Black, if this happened before Endgame came out, she probably would have kept her mouth shut. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but Netflix, go back to Netflix picking up a, uh, a Snyder and possibly Nolan. They've somehow become the streaming service for all actors and directors who hate streaming services. Yeah. Which is some, some funny irony there. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, yeah, uh, Snyder, uh, Scorsese, who famously hates streaming Scorsese. services. Yeah. Uh, Nolan, uh, well, possibly, uh, who, who knows? Possibly Nolan, yeah. Yeah, it is funny how, you know, they're, they're kind of like the central hub for that. Uh, Spielberg, I'm sure he wasn't super into streaming film, uh, streaming. He, uh, he's making a movie with them. Yeah, what's that one called again? I'm not too sure. Uh, it's coming out in a year or so. Gosh. Yeah. And then, uh, is Fincher super into streaming? I, 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 he would be one that'd be down for it. Uh, he doesn't seem like as much of an issue. And now he has a contract with them. So they're, they're getting a lot of big names. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, really Like Spielberg, Nolan, Fincher, Scorsese, possible. Uh, well, well, I'm saying Nolan. He's he's obviously just a possibility. Uh, really, the only other big name director is Tarantino. If they can get his final film on Netflix, like that's their last, <laughs> that's their last oh. figurehead in directors. I don't, I don't know if Tarantino is going to be doing. No, 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 he. I, I don't think he wants his last film to be a streaming film. No. Well, if it is with Netflix, once again, he'll for sure want the theatrical exhibition. Yeah. It doesn't mean Netflix won't produce it. It's just for sure not going to Netflix originally. 
No, I, I agree. And uh, he hasn't seemed to have any bridges burned, so I'm sure he's fine with the way he is. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's fine. That one I'm not too worried about. But yeah, uh, they've done great getting these directors so far. And yeah, they have said they will do anything they want for Nolan. And we all know Netflix. They love throwing money out. Scorsese's Irishman, which was a fantastic film, cost a boatload of money. Uh, and I'm sure Nolan could literally give them any number and they'll sign the check. I think he's going to do it. He's looking for a, for a new production studio anyways. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, as you mentioned, seems like give people creative freedom also. Not just the money, but I think Nolan very much likes to do things his way. You know what I mean? He doesn't want any interference. Um, and I don't think Netflix is going to give a crap. Uh, so I, I think this could work out. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So continuing yeah. with Netflix here, I definitely ties into the Nolan thing. Uh, they announced it the, the day before. So I think the Nolan thing is their first step in the right direction. But Netflix has come out to kind of admit their faults here. They have come out to admit that the six underground, $150 million film it cost them to make from Michael Bay, uh, they admit it wasn't good. They were like, yeah, uh, that movie we made was pretty freaking terrible. It, it, it was shit. I've never seen it. I think like the one movie in Netflix top 10 that I've never seen. It's not good. It's, it's not great. Apparently Netflix thinks that also. Yeah, uh, I'll agree. It's actually pretty terrible. Um, I think I gave it one and a half. And a, Wasn't that Ryan Reynolds in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a, oh, I'm, I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan, so I think it was, it was destined to fail for me from the start. Uh, if you like Reynolds, I'm sure you'll like it. It's just Reynolds being Reynolds. Uh, but but the story's dumb, too. It's, it's not that great. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, but it was, when they were making it, they said this is going to be a series on Netflix. They're going to make a bunch more films off of this, and they wanted to make this be like a well-known franchise. Uh, but Netflix, in this announcement, said that they are dropping all future projects for this uh, Six Undergrounds franchise, which is great, because I would rather them not waste $150 million more million on this crap. $150 billion or million? Million. Million. Uh, million. Yeah. A little more reasonable. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, but Netflix has also come out to state that uh, Six Underground isn't the only one. They are aware that they have made a lot of bad films. A lot of their films are pretty terrible compared to other streaming services. They, they said that they are proud of their television shows, which unfortunately are the ones I don't watch. But when it comes to the movie content, they are aware that it's not great at all. And they're actually working uh, hard now to make sure it's at the same quality as their television shows. And they want to be also known as the best service for original film content. That's pretty big of them. Yeah. Which is music to our ears, Tristan, especially me. Because all I watch is Netflix movies, and they're, all pretty, and they're mostly pretty terrible. But I still watch them just because I like movies. Uh, and, and this is great. Uh, this gets me excited. Yeah, I've seen a lot of bad Netflix movies in my day. Um... And I agree. They mo- they mo- most of them suck. Especially like Last Days of American Crime. Probably the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. It was absolutely terrible. This also goes back to my theory that I'm really trying to become like an actual movie studio. Yeah, yeah. when you said so, that, I was like, man, just trust to know this next story because it does feel like they are intentionally going to go more hard towards films, which is great because we were talking about a few weeks ago my only issue with them leaning towards video games is I want them to focus more on movies because they haven't you know, I want them to make sure they're working on good quality films. Uh, and it looks like they still are. 
Yeah, also the video games is doomed to fail anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, The movies have a real shock here. I mean, they already have some really great films. And some real stinkers. And a lot of ones kind of in between. So hopefully they have a lot more in the really good section. And a lot less in the real stinkers. Yeah, so it says... Uh... That's why they purchased the next two Knives Out films for $400 million, which is insane. Uh, $200 million each for a whodunit film, which is nuts. Uh, I they... love whodunit films. Hey, I love them too. And actually, I don't know if you realize this, Tristan, but there's two whodunit films in the last three weeks that were announced. Uh, I don't oh. necessarily remember what they're called or the names of them, but one of them has... It's a Ani de Armas and a really well-known male actor who I really like. I forget who it is now, but they're the two leads for one of them. And then another one is with some other characters, you know, uh, actors and actresses I know. But it just occurred to me that there's two Knives Out films and two more whodunit films that are all coming out in the next two years. A whodunit's back, baby. We did it, Tristan. Our favorite genre. And Ethel and Nile this year is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited with all these whodunit films. I think they're really fun. Mystery movies are back, baby, and I am stoked. Dude, I was really stoked when I heard that both of them were announced uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think even think the names are announced yet, but just the fact that they're having these relatively big blockbuster films—they like put quite a bit of money into these movies. Uh, they're fun. I'm really excited. These are the they're kind of blockbusters so I want. I love mystery movies. Yeah, does Knives Out co- uh, count as a blockbuster? If it does, that's the content I want. That's fun. I count it as a blockbuster. Yeah. It's a blockbuster in my heart. Yeah, well, if it costs $200 million to make, uh, it's considered a blockbuster in my mind. I would think so. Yeah, uh, and speaking of which, uh, they already have a $200, a $200 million project with the Russo brothers again. I'm sure it'll be like Extraction, so I'm not like super stoked, but apparently they said it's going to be a lot stronger. So Netflix is definitely leaning into making better content. Yeah. Yeah, well, and they said their goal is their television shows like Stranger Things and The Crown or whatever crap they make, uh, their water cooler conversations. When people watch their show, they talk about it outside of their house and it stirs up excitement with people. And they said that they haven't really had that with the movies and they want to make movies that make people go up to their friends and want to talk about it. So they're trying to make these big, exciting films for people. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm glad they're turning down 6 Underground 2, 3, and 4, and they're working on Knives Out 2 and 3. That sounds more exciting. It does, but I do disagree that uh, some of the movies right now aren't movies that you're talking about. Because we talked for at least like 15 minutes about last season of American Crime and how much we hated it. So I thought about that one a lot. I yeah, really hated fair. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one little concern is they said uh, they're, the one movie they've referenced as being good was Old Guard. I haven't seen it, but uh, you know it doesn't look like my kind of thing. But they said, we want more films like Old Guard where like, people want to talk about it. And I don't know a single person that wants to talk about Old Guard. I've seen it. Uh, but I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, like I've I have a few people that are like, oh, have you seen the Tomorrow War at at work? And no one at work asked me if I saw Old Guard. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that was the one they were excited about, but you know, maybe uh, you know they're having an Old Guard too. They must be really high on that one. Yeah, I probably really like that. One. Yeah, which is fine. It's better than the other movies that they've had. So, well, I th- from what I've heard, I haven't seen it. But yeah, it's, it's good that they are at least aware of the issue. It's good to hear that they at least acknowledged, yeah, our movies are crap. 
Uh, I'm glad to kick off all the good movies they're going to have, Tristan. We got Kissing Booth 3 coming out later this month. Oh, finally. They really are starting with the good movies. <laughs> yeah, they fi- they're finally addressing the issue, and they're starting off with the good content. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked for that one. I still... I've seen the first two of that. I also saw the first two to All the Boys Love before. But never got around to the third to All the Boys Love. But I'm I for sure going to get around to the third Kissing Booth. So I guess this means I like this franchise. Yeah, I, I saw it, uh, the third to All the Boys was not good. It was, I think, my least favorite of the three. But, like, it's fine, I guess. Yeah, I'll get around to it for sure. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, and I think my issue is I think it's over two hours. I think it's long. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that was my biggest issue. Like, about an hour in, I was like, wait, we still got another hour and 20 minutes left of this bad boy? Oh, my gosh. Look, I liked the first Solid Boys Love Before a lot more than the second, so I feel like that's a franchise that gets worse and worse. But I like the second Kissing Booth more than the first Kissing Booth. So I'm hoping this is a franchise that's going to get better and better. That is wild to me. The second one is beyond worse. No, the second one's way better. No. No, the first one has the montage. Get out of here. That that's we'll, we'll get into it when we do our Kissing Booth trilogy podcast. Oh yeah, we got a whole podcast. It'll be I the longest podcast we've ever done, Trist. It will be. It'll be like yeah. ten hours. Well, the the monologue. Uh, I mean, the uh, yeah, the 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 montage at the beginning of the first movie. That that's twenty minutes of content alone. Oh man. Yeah. That, that was a, it was a good montage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to get into spoilers for those that haven't seen the montage yet. You definitely have to check it out. Probably. If you haven't seen it by now, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Um, we're talking about good Netflix content here. Go check it out. Yeah, the critically acclaimed Kissing Booth franchise. Yeah. So, Netflix, admitting that they have been lacking in the film department. They're also going for Christopher Nolan. That's great. And they are going to have two more Fincher films. Is that in the contract? I believe so, yeah. I think Mink was the first one. First out of three, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have two more? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's huge. I, I'm a huge Fincher guy, so that'll be exciting. So I have one more bit of news here, Tristan, and this one really boggles my mind. So I want to maybe, maybe you can help walk me through this here. But Universal Studios here. Uh, just announced that they are going to have a new trilogy of an old franchise. Once again, similar to the Halloween franchise, we are re- bringing back an old trilogy from an iconic horror film. Any idea what horror film that comes to mind here that we are going to be bringing back for an entire trilogy? I know what you did last summer. No, no, I'll give you a hint. Uh, we watched it together in the last two years. Oh, The Exorcist. Yep, The Exorcist is getting a brand new trilogy. Um, I've only seen the first Exorcist, none of the rest, but the first one was fine. Yeah, I, I like the first one, actually. I think it's pretty solid. I don't know why we need a new trilogy, though. Is The Exorcist this beloved? Like, I know it's a pretty iconic horror film, but Halloween is more iconic, and I don't know why people are clamoring for three Exorcist films, but guess how much is going to cost them, Tristan? They bought the rights to a trilogy for how much? We're going right these days. It seems to be $200 million as per Netflix's Knives Out deals. I'm going to get $600 million. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, you, you oversold it. <laughs> That'd be nuts. Uh, $400 million. Oh, so the same price as two Knives Out films. Yeah, so they're basically getting like an extra film for free. It's like buy two, get one free for The Exorcist. Oh, there you go. It was on sale. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they have the same girl that is in the original Exorcist film, uh, Ellen Burstyn, who's going to reprise her role. And this is going to be streaming on Peacock. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite streaming channel. Uh, Peacock bought a $400 million rights to three movies. And you can watch it for free on Peacock. No one has Peacock. So I don't think anyone's going to care about these movies. Yeah, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. is going to be in them. Does that get you a little excited, Tristan? Oh, shit, no, man. <laughs> yeah, Tristan was out until he heard Leslie Odom Jr. was in it. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the well-known star of the hit film music. Was he in that? Yeah. No way. Leslie Odom Jr. was in music? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that? I gotta watch that. No, I had no idea. <laughs> no, you do not need to watch it. It was not good. Man. I had no idea. You have a 40% chance of winning Best Comedy Musical at Golden Globes last year. Freaking lost it. Yeah, unbelievable, right? Two of his movies were in the running. Man. I had no idea. Yeah, if only One Night in Miami was a musical, you could have had three of them in there. Yeah, or a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he really missed out there. Yeah, 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 he was in music. Uh, he's pretty important. He's the he's one of the main characters. Oh, yeah? And yes. the soul wasn't good? Uh, no, it was not, yeah. It wasn't like a little cameo. He, I, like, I would say he's the third most important character. Oh, good. Yeah, so he's, he's in it a good chunk. Yeah, so, so you'll see him a lot if you ever want to watch that film. But yeah, he's going to be in The Exorcist as well, so... Just a bit of an announcement there. Crazy, though. $400 million, Tristan, for three movies. Do you think this is going to be worth the money? Well, now it loves you on juniors, and it has to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 obviously. Uh, and to be fair, this is just for the rights. This is not to make the movie. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just to get the rights for The Exorcist. Like, do you think it was something along the lines of Peacock going up to the original creator of The Exorcist and saying, hey, we want this. How much would it cost for the trilogy? And he just, as a joke, said $400 million, and they're like, sold. And he was like, oh, wait, really? Okay, sweet. I think that's how negotiations are mostly done with these kind of businesses. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Especially with Peacock, I feel like that's how Everyone knows in business, you always take the first offer. Yeah, <laughs> just, you take it. Yeah. Peacock was like, wow, what a steal. We were ready to go $600 million for like 200 each yeah, okay. for uh, Knives Out. What a freaking steal. Yeah, they were like, what a sucker. Pretty interesting on Universal's end. Uh, who do you think came out the biggest winner here? Uh, Disney Plus with their lawsuit against uh, ScarJo. Universal with their $400 million trilogy of a franchise no one really cares about. Or uh, Netflix trying to get Nolan here. Hello? I'm trying to think of who the real winner is. <laughs> I was like, did Tristan die? I really, have to, I really have to think about this one. Yeah. It's a tough choice. I can tell you who the loser is. Yeah. Me and you for having to talk about this bullshit. <laughs> I was ready for you to say HBO Max for having uh, Space Jam 2. Oh, yeah, they're also the losers. Let's do Yeah, they're, they're for sure the losers. Yeah, uh, you know, HBO Max, all of a sudden, their deal of just bringing it all into straight to streaming. Doesn't seem like that bad of an idea. It seemed like most of their movies this year weren't that great. Hey, I'm sure In the Heights is a real bang. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, uh, Godzilla v Kong. I'll defend that movie. That movie's freaking great. Uh, and then I'm sure In the Heights is good. Uh, speaking of which, I'm actually seeing that uh, in a few days. I thought you, I thought you already saw that. I thought it was a couple days ago. No, no, no. Uh, we're gonna watch it on Tuesday. I'm waiting until I get that cheap, cheap ticket. Yeah, have you heard of the Green Knight, Tristan? Heard of it, I think. I think yeah. yeah, I've seen the name floating around, but I don't know nothing about it. No, it's, uh, eight, it's an A24 film that was just released a few days ago, and apparently it's really good. So oh, okay. I can't wait to see that when it's on the $3 movie theater. But yeah, it's a 4.0 right now on Letterboxd. Uh, Another yeah. A24 movie I want to see that came out this year was Zola. That already came out like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Uh, I don't know much about that one. I, I might check it out if it's on something. Yeah, I know a decent amount about that one. I want to pretty excited. Yeah, I don't know much about it. It is on the $3 movie theater, so maybe I should have went to that instead of In the Heights on Tuesday. We'll see. Double feature, baby. Six bucks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we only have time to watch one, but uh, we'll probably do In the Heights instead. Um, but, but speaking yeah. of upcoming films, have you heard of House of Gucci? The trailer dropped. It looks awesome. I've heard of it. I've seen the posters, and I have not watched the trailer. Okay, but have you seen? Do the posters like? Do they not look fucking great in their outfits? Oh, I've been excited for this movie for a while. This the, the idea of this movie in general. Yeah, gets me pretty excited. I like biopics. And this is like it's about the founding of Gucci, right? Yeah. And I know it's supposed to be a real wacky story, so I'm pretty yeah. pretty stoked about this one. Yeah. No, I am too. Uh, I was cautiously excited for it. I'm not a huge Ridley Scott. fan fan uh I, I just don't love any of his movies i don't hate any of them i find they're fine um and i haven't even seen that many i think i've seen like three but adam driver's in it which was exciting oh but i wasn't a huge lady gaga fan i thought she was i thought she was good for her part in star is born but i wasn't really excited and she's the main character but my god uh just from that trailer alone uh lady gaga looks fucking incredible like she seems really good she doesn't even feel like lady gaga she's got this accent these outfits and she seems crazy uh i am now very excited uh lady gaga did a 180 for me i was like eh, is she gonna be good as the lead and now i'm going she could win like she could sweep the awards here like she looks freaking incredible i think this is gonna be a good one yeah yeah no it looks really fun uh yeah and then she seems like a really fun character and uh, i'm sure andrew is excited i actually watched the trailer without my fiance but she really likes biopics and true stories and wacky characters like that so i'm sure this would be up her alley as well so i'm i'm sure we'll watch it in theaters it looks really fun so uh, i i think this year has got a lot of exciting movies coming out i'm excited there's only a few months left should be a good time yeah so lots of good stuff coming down the pipeline yeah, uh, am I crazy? Do you think it's uh, weird when they advertise an actor or actress as a Best Picture winner, or sorry, as a Academy Award winner if it's an award and not for acting? Like Lady Gaga right now is advertised as a Academy Award winner, an Academy Award winner, Lady Gaga as the lead when the award she won was for Best Song. No. I'm fine with it. I feel like if you if you've won an Academy Award, that's still mad props in the movie world in my mind. It don't matter what it's for. I just think it's very funny when they like advertise it like that. The only person of the ones that they were showing, I, and I guess you're right. I'm sure Jeremy Irons hasn't won an award, so maybe he wasn't really part of the five. Uh, maybe it's just the four. 
Um, but yeah, uh, the other ones they were showing, uh, Al Pacino, Jared Leto, and Lady Gaga was award winner, award winner, award winner, and then it was award nominee, Adam Driver. Wait, 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 wait. Jared Leto has an Academy Award? Has an Oscar? Yeah, I believe he won Best Supporting Actor for Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Or maybe it's a different film, but yeah. Yeah, he is yeah, a winner. It is pretty sad that of the four, it's Adam Driver doesn't have the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that is the poor... Yeah, happen, you know yeah he's the that. one with the poor little nominee. The rest are all winners. Yeah. It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah, Adam Driver is probably my favorite of the four. Poor guy. He's my favorite. Yeah. Al Pacino's pretty great. Dude. Yeah, no, I do like Al Pacino a lot. Uh, and, and he looks like it'll be fun. Uh, it just looks like it's a fun, fun, fun time, I think. It looks like it'll be good. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I, I my only issue is I have no idea how long it is. I imagine it's gonna be long as fuck. It's gonna be at least two hours. Yeah, sure. yeah, I think it'd be easily two and a half. Definitely yeah, feels oh, like yeah. it. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, well, that's everything on my end. Uh, just a bunch of streaming wars stories here. I anything else you want to talk about, Tris? No, man, I've got anything. All right. Well, uh, I like how about 20 minutes of this podcast was you ranting about Space Jam 2. I could have gone for 30. (laughs) Just like, do you want to make it another 10? All right. uh, Have a fantastic day, guys.